take the opportunity of thanking all of you for coming this evening and um, I believe this is a very very big commitment which sometimes we lack in our country most of the time we do have um, like in, in the church where I come from we do have two services but they are all done in the morning hours so for people like you and, and even in, in our country sometimes when some, some people when they come for the first service they don't attend the second service they go back and we always have a set of new people different people in these both services but here uh, this is so encouraging that uh, most of the people come for the morning service and, and again you also come um, for the evening service I want to commend you for that. This evening, my message comes from the passage which we have read, and the theme is um, the theme is fruit-bearing Christian life. This is the theme that we are going to be sharing from this evening. I come from a culture where childbearing was a very, very important thing, especially when I was a very small boy. Things are now beginning to change, but when I was a small boy, childbearing was a very, very critical thing in families. And I remember when I was a small boy, I saw some marriages breaking because there was no child in the family. As I said, things are now beginning to change, but uh, that is how it was in those days. I know this is completely a different culture, but I'm just uh, saying what it was in my culture. And I also work for a ministry which is called J-Life. And in our ministry, we have got a DNA which we normally follow. There are about nine points in our DNA, but one of the points which is in our DNA, we say fruit is our measure. Meaning to say, when we are doing our ministry, we do not just do the ministry just for the sake of doing it. But our main interest is to make sure that at the end of the day, we are able to see the fruit coming forth from the ministry that we are doing. And I strongly believe that this is what the Bible talks about in as far as our spiritual life is concerned. Even in the Bible, culture, we are also able to learn that childbearing was also critical. We read about stories of people like Sarai, Hannah, 
and many others. We know what they had gone through because of the challenge they had that in their marriage there were they they had no child. And I believe even in the first book of Genesis when God had created the first man, Adam, the very first command that God had given him was to go and be fruitful. I do believe this statement does not only mean physical bearing of children, but it also means spiritual bearing of children at the same time. So this evening, I want us to look at the passage which we have read, where Jesus was talking about the importance of fruitful Christian life. A fruit is a desired product of sowing. When a farmer goes to the garden to plant, what he, epic, what he expects is to yield some fruits out of his garden. And there is nothing else. Like in the country where I come from, sometimes farmers work very hard, but at the end of the day, because of some challenges, floods, drought, they end up harvesting nothing. And this is always very frustrating. Because when a farmer goes to the garden, what he anticipates is to make sure, to, to, to see that he is yielding something as a fruit. So it is a desired product of sowing. And I believe that even God, when he created us, his desire is to see us bearing fruit. Secondly, a fruit is a visible product which cannot be hidden. When you plant a tree, a fruit tree, and that fruit bears, that tree bears a fruit, you will always see that fruit. And this is what the Bible says in Matthew chapter 5 verse Verses 15 says, You are the light of the world. A city on, on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under the bow. Instead, they put it on the stand and gives light to everyone in the house. So, when there is real life, when there is fruit bearing life in us, people are able to see it. It is always seen by, by the people that surround us. And sometimes we may not necessarily need to open our mouth to share the word of God with them. But through what we do, they are able to know and understand 
that they, there is Christ in us. So, a fruit is a visible product. A fruit is always attractive. When you see a fruit, a good fruit, in a tree, I re- this reminds me of uh, the country that I come from. I was born and brought up in a village where we grow a lot of mangoes. So, when there is a, a good fruit, a good mango fruit in a tree, sometimes even if you, you, you didn't want to eat one, you get attracted because of how it is looking. And you always want to go because to go for it because it is very attractive indeed. Matthew chapter 6 verse 15 says, In the same way let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. So, a fruit is very important and Bearing, fruit bearing is God's purpose. When God created man, he always wanted us to bear fruit. And Jesus, again, talks about fruit bearing in many passages. This very passage is one of them. We also read in Luke chapter 13 where he talks about the parable of a man who had a fig tree And the Bible tells us that the owner, this man, used to come three times to look for a fruit, but he couldn't find any. And he wanted to cut down that tree because it was bearing none. Fruit is very important because it is means of multiplication. Now let's come to our message, because I just wanted to say that as an introductory part, of my message. Let's come to our passage. John chapter 15. Verse 1 and part of verse 2 says, I am the true vine. This is what Jesus says. I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does, that does bear fruit He prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Now, this first part of chapter 15, verse 1 and part of verse 2, introduces the players or the actors in this message, in this passage. Jesus introduces himself as the true vine. The question is, why is he describing himself as a true vine? I believe by saying, by describing himself as a true vine, it means there, there are also other vines. There are also other vines which are not true. And he says he's God. 
is the gardener or is the farmer. And he continues to describe his followers or disciples as branches. So verse 1 and part of verse 2 is actually telling us about these three as the main actors of this passage. God the Father as the gardener, Jesus as the true vine, and the disciples as branches. And verse 2 says, He cuts off every branch. Now, um, verse 2 talks about three different types of branches. Because his, the, the verse says, He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, He prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. And in my study, I have learned from this verse that Jesus is talking about three different types of branches. Branch number one is the branch which bears no fruit. It is a branch which is not fruitful, which does not bear any fruit. It is like this fig tree which Jesus talked about. And according to what Jesus is talking about, this type of branch is useless. And it deserves to be punished because it is bearing no fruit. I believe God created us that we should be fruitful. Branch number two is the branch which bears fruit. It bears some fruit. And according to Jesus, he says this fruit has to be pruned. The farmer prunes this one so that it may be even more fruitful. What are we learning about pruning? We all know what pruning is all about. But what I must say about pruning is that pruning refers to discipline, trials, and even temptations. Sometimes God allows us to go through pruning process because in the process of going through pruning process, he knows we are going to be able to bear much 
fruit. Luke chapter 9 verse 13 says, If any man wants to come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me daily. And this is what Jesus said. Fruit bearing involves these are the words of James Hudson Taylor. He says, fruit bearing involves cross bearing. We know how the Lord Jesus became fruitful, not by bearing his cross Mary, but by dying on it. So, these quotations are talking about pruning. That whenever we make commitment to follow Christ, there are times when God allows us to be pruned. And not because he hates us, but because he loves us. And this process of discipline, this process of pruning, he allows us to go through that process so that in the end, we should be more fruitful. Branch number three is the branch which bears much fruit. So there are three different types of fruits. Fruit, a branch that does not bear fruit, branch that bears some fruit, and a branch which bears much fruit. Another quotation from one of the American pastors, Rick Warren, he said, In God's garden of grace, even a broken tree can bear fruit. So, we have seen three types of branches. Let's come to verse number three. Verse three says, You are already clean. Because of the word I have spoken to you. And Jesus is now talking to his disciples that they are clean. Not because of anything else, but because of the word that Jesus had spoken to him, to, to them. And this verse is merely talking about the power of the word of God. That the word of God has power that is able to cleanse us. It has got cleansing power. We are who we are because of the word of God. Baptism, church membership cannot make us clean. There are so many people that go to church and yet they are still disconnected to Jesus. There are so many people that are part of the church and yet when you see, when you look at their life, it is no longer productive because they don't obey what the word of God says. The word of God has got power to cleanse us. In the book of Psalms, 119 verse 11 David said I hid your word in my heart so that I may not sin against you and in verse 105 he says your word 
is the light of my feet. So, all these passages are giving us a clear indication of how powerful the word of God is. And Jesus also talked about the importance of the word of God. When he was tempted, according to Matthew chapter 4 and Luke chapter 4, we are told that he used the word of God three times. In Matthew, he used the the word of God three times. On verse 4, verse 7, and verse 10, he says, it is written. And I believe he knew that he could only defeat the word of God. He could only defeat the devil by using the word of God. The word of God is the number one tool. It is the number one weapon that we can use to fight the devil. Verse number four and five says, Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear uh, fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Now, in these two verses... Jesus is talking about a number of things. Number one, he's talking about the importance of remaining in Jesus. He's talking about the remaining of abiding in Jesus. What he simply means on this one is that we must obey his word. There must be a connection between us and Jesus. And that connection, that fellowship, that union can only exist if we obey the word of God. In this modern time, people use technology a lot. And one of the gadgets that we normally use is the mobile phone. When we came over here, we have always wanted to be communicating to our children back at home so that they know how we are doing. And so that we should also know how they are faring back at home. And one thing that has always been happening, whenever we, I think we have been hosted by more than eight families now, And in every house where we have been to, we have always asked for Wi-Fi connection. The idea is that we should be able to use Wi-Fi to connect to our children, to send them SMS, to send them WhatsApp messages. And sometimes when you are making a phone call, if there is no connection, you always hear this person can, can never be reached because there isn't any connection. 
And this is what Jesus is, 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 is teaching us. He says, we must be connected with him. And the only way we can be connected with him is, is by obeying what he has said in his words. And he continues to say that unless we remain in him, we cannot bear any fruit. We cannot be fruitful. We can only be fruitful if we are connected to, G- to, to Jesus Christ. As long as we are not connected to him, we shall never bear any fruit. But if we are connected, if we get ourselves connected to him, we shall be like that tree which is planted by the waters. Psalms 1 verses 1 to 3 says, Blessed are those who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the, in the seat of mockers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by the streams of water which yield its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. If we are connected to Jesus, if we let our lives be connected to Jesus, we are like this tree which is planted by the streams of water. And every time, both during rainy and dry season, this tree shall always bear fruit because it is planted by the streams of water. Jesus is the source of our stream, is the source of our water, where we are able to draw our water for our survival. If we are not connected to him, nothing will happen, nothing positive will happen to us. D.L. Mude said, I never saw a fruit-bearing Christian who was not a student of the Bible. If we are to be fruit-bearing Christians, we must be students of the Bible. We must love to study the Word of God. We must be passionate to studying and hearing the Word of God. And verse 6 says, If anyone, anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and with us. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. And this verse talks about the consequences of not abiding in Jesus. It talks about the consequences of not obeying his word. The consequences of disobedience to God that such branches will face punishment from God. Matthew chapter 21 verses 18 to 20 
and Mark chapter 11 verses 12 to 24 talks about the fig tree which was not productive and when Jesus came to that fig tree the Bible tells us that he was expecting to see a fruit in that tree but he never found one and we know we all know what he did with that fig tree he cursed it because it never it was not productive brothers and sisters god wants us to be productive Christians. And we do not need to go to a Bible college for us to be productive. What is needed of us is to obey what the Word of God says. In the Bible, in the Gospel of John chapter 4, there is a story of a Samaritan woman who had a special encounter with Jesus at the well. And we all know what happened after the conversation she had with Jesus. The Bible tells us that she left her pot there and she rushed home where she was able to witness to the people of her village. She said, I have met a man who had told me all the things that I've done in my life. Come and see this man. And if you read that passage, you are able to see that the whole village believed because of her words. She obeyed the word of God. She never went to Bible college. She only stayed under the feet of Christ for maybe an hour or so. And yet, her life became fruitful. Verse 7 says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given unto you. This is the benefit or advantage of being connected to Jesus. We are assured of our prayer, of, of our prayers to be answered. Isaiah 59 verse 1 and 2 says, Surely the arm, of God, uh, uh, the arm of the Lord is not too short to save, nor his ear too dull to hear. But your iniquities have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. So Jesus is encouraging us to make sure that we are connected to him as branches. Because if we are connected, we are assured to see our prayers answered, being answered. Let's come to the last uh, verse 8. This is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit showing yourself to be my disciple so Christ is saying if we develop this life of fruit bearing our life will always bring glory unto God 
God will always be glorified with our lives. God will be happy with our lives because we are bearing spiritual fruit. And he continues to say that it is only by being fruitful bearers that people will know that we are truly disciples of Jesus Christ. I want to finish. From the passage which we have read, there are a few things that I'm learning. Number one, we must stay connected to him. Two, the Bible is saying we must abide ourselves in the word of God. And number three, we must allow God to prune us. What type of branches are we? What type of fruit are we bearing as God's children? Remember, in verse 16, Jesus says, You did not choose me, but I chose you, that you must go and bear fruit that will last. It is my prayer that God will help us to bear fruit and that our fruit will be fruit that will last. God bless you.